This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 318, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out be heard and be seen and known as an influential voice in your industry. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, even though I think I can do everything on my own, and sometimes that can be overwhelming, I don't have to do it all on my own because I've learned to partner with God in my business. So I always have him to lean on. And joining me on today's show is Danielle Welsh. Danielle is a social media marketer and coach for low local small businesses. Now, when Danielle's not serving local small businesses through her marketing, education and fulfillment services, she's balancing life with two kids, a wonderful supportive husband and mentor individuals. She mentors individuals and or couples to develop passive income to pursue a life based on their value systems. Now, on today's show, Danielle's going to share time management and planning insights. She's also going to talk about it is okay to ask for help when you don't know something or delegate tasks when you need to, as well as why it's important to pursue a mentor or have a coach to be your guide and sounding board. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here and I can't wait to see where the conversation goes. This is going to be fun. Lots of information to talk about today, but firstly, share a little bit for us, if you will, on how you came to be doing social media. Was it something that you'd just been interested in once you started to learn more about the platforms? How was that journey for you? It's kind of by accident. Um, And Intentional and and unintentional accident. I was working in the corporate world as a digital marketing consultant. So I was at a call center and I would field inbound calls and make outbound calls to local small businesses to create strategy plans for them. I did that for several years. That was the only experience that I had with marketing. I didn't go to college for that. A friend of mine actually said, Hey, I think you'd be good at this job. So I interviewed, got the job and had a lot of on the job skill training, found myself there for about four and a half, almost five years, rose in the ranks. Um, a lot of my relationships that I built with small businesses, were very good. Um, and, and we had a good thing going there. And then the company started to make some shifts and, um, their objectives, instead of meeting the client's needs as their top objective, it, it came to, we need to really make the shareholders happy. And our quota margin started getting higher, which there was a lot of pressure put on the sales teams. And so there was a lot of stuff that kind of started slipping through the cracks or, 
the way in which small business owners would kind of choose their marketing plans was not always in their best interest. It was whatever the salesperson was really good at getting them into. And I started to kind of see like, okay, this is taking a direction that I didn't, I didn't want my career to go where I was falsely representing products and services that I didn't agree with because I knew that the, the service was lacking. So Anyways, it was crazy because it was in my four, it was, I was four and a half years in and my pastor at my church did a sermon talking about just like, if you feel like you're in this place in your life where you're kind of having a character crisis where, you know, like you should be doing something else because something that you're doing right now is not settling right with your spirit. And she was like, I just pray that you have confirmation on that. And I remember being like, I am having a character crisis at my job. Because I love my clients and I wanted to keep my job, but I didn't feel right about what, what we were having to do. So within a week, Anne-Marie, within a week, a lady messaged me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile wasn't even open to opportunities. And she said, hey, I just, I saw your profile and I've heard a little bit about you. And I just wanted to see if you're looking to maybe move on from where you've been at. And I was like, yes. So I move on to that company and I, I did some outside sales with them. But my heart was still set on like advocacy for small business owners. They need to be more educated in making decisions. Everything I learned from that bad experience, within six months, I just decided I'm going to go do my own thing and I'm going to align my values with what I'm doing here. And what's really beautiful is within three months of me starting to do social media and website design as a freelancer, I did that outside of my full-time job, outside of my kids. Like after the kids went to sleep, I built that up. And within three months, I replaced my corporate income. And I went straight into being an entrepreneur. And everything that I've created has been referral based, word of mouth based. And I just, I, I just choose to believe that that's because I honored what I feel like I was being led to do. Like, I just feel like I, I was getting that conviction. And I just was obedient. And it was scary as a mess. Oh my gosh, it was so scary. But we've got a good thing going here and God's all over all of it. So that's, that's how I got into social media marketing. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you should say that. And I'm just going to share a little bit of, of, of where I've experienced that too, because the reason being is that I'm sure people are watching or listening to the replay and having a bit of a character a crisis as, as well. And it may just be that where you are now has given you what you need to take that next step. But I remember years ago when I was in a paid job, um, it, actually it was probably my second, third opportunity actually. I was still, you know, um, early 20s where the company I worked for would tell me they couldn't pay bills. And they said, ring the creditors up and let them know the check's in the mail. I'm thinking, I can't do that because the check's not in the mail. So I actually said, look, I really feel I don't feel, you know, comfortable doing that. How about we do this? And so I suggested I'll ring each of the creditors. I'll put us on a payment plan, $100 a week, which I did. And I promise you that if we don't send the check, I will ring you and let you know. And I did that. And we had those bills paid. And I share that because sometimes you can make a suggestion to say, look, I'm, I'm not really comfortable doing that. Because at the end of the day, it's going to impact the name of the business too. Yeah we do that and, and and you know our suppliers were were uh, really happy with that and one of them actually turned out to be one of my cousins so I'm <laughs> glad that I didn't fob her off imagine <laughs> we're sitting next to each other in church hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, there you go that's my little story let's talk about time management and planning yes. so important yes okay so a little backstory on this for you 
When I started freelancing, okay, so I was working a 40 hour a week job. So I had to go to work at eight done by five, right? My daughter was in daycare at the time. She was only two years old. I was 25 weeks pregnant with our second one and had just been placed on a modified bed rest schedule. So I had to like, take it easy. But at home, I'm like, I'm taking it up a notch. And um, so that's a back, that's the background of, of why time management is so important to me. Because during that time, I learned, one, what my body could handle, what my mind could handle. And as a creative, I create content and graphics and strategy. Like I have to make sure like I'm on my game. Right. And so having my day planned is so important. So I learned how to calendar block. I love calendar blocking. And I think it is so essential, um, as an individual or as a business owner, whether you're employed or you're self-employed, whatever that looks like calendar blocking for me is in 30 minute increments. My day starts at seven and I don't usually go to bed until midnight. I only need seven hours of sleep, but it's just because one, I've learned how to operate on that, but I just, I want to try to maximize my day as much as possible. Right. But my day's blocked out in 30 minute increments. And I always have like a weekly list of like things I know need to get done. And I, I will make my weekly calendar and I'll start to put things in there and 30 minute increments or if it needs more. And then I kind of fill around that for me, calendar blocking has been the reason I think I can be so effective because I've also learned how to calendar block with creating social media content or batching social media content, or I've just been become really effective with my time. So what used to take, you know, 40 hours in a week with my social media business and doing what I do to create the revenue that I need to for my clients, the time management systems that I've put in place have allowed me to only work about 10 to 15 hours a week now. And now I'm a homeschool mom. So I have more time to also put into, you know, developing my kids. And we're doing a classical conversation curriculum, which is a Christian based homeschool curriculum that it's very hands on and I love it. So it's like time management has it's not just a managing the 40 hours in a week that you think you need to work. It's also about where can you find time back? You know, where can you, where can you get some of that back? So time management's been huge. Um, and I love to teach that to people. It's not, it's just something I want to share with everyone because we can be more effective with the time that we have. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And I just have to take my hat off to all mums and dads who have to mm-hmm. home as well as do other things as well here in Australia particularly Melbourne where I'm based we are on lockdown for the second time and I think now um the the children have to be homeschooled I could not imagine doing that not with my (laughs) I think I would have lost my hair anyway I love the way that you've talked about time management and given some ways, you know, insights into what you have done, because I think we only have so many hours in the day. And isn't it always the case when you've got so much to do, that's when you get so um, accountable and so intentional. And I would imagine too, in that, there were certain things that you might've loved to do, but you know, I just don't have time. I'm going to reschedule. Or So what were some of the things that you found having that time blocking that that no longer you were doing, but you were doing previously? Because I'm sure that there are some some certain things that we are doing that we think we're just going to let that go. Yeah. So one thing you just made me think of is a concept that I learned over the years from um, an old boss of mine, actually. Um, she, She taught me this philosophy of eat the frog. And there's a book on this, but it's like, do the thing 
that you dread the most, do it first Mm -hmm. because you'll just, because you know, you have to get it done. Right. So for me, um, when I was working with her, it was making my outbound sales calls. Oh, I couldn't stand that. Right. But I, I learned to do that early in my day. It's done. I hit my metric and what I needed to get done. And then everything else flowed after that. What's awesome about that is when you attack the thing that you don't want to do and you get it done, you feel better about yourself too. Cause you're like, I did that thing. You're done, you know, and do all the creative projects you love. Yes. And it frees up your mind. It boosts your self-confidence. And as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to look around in our world and compare ourselves to everyone's social media posts, right? And how good they look like they're doing and we can compare. So we need to do our best to give ourselves wins, right? And I'm, a, I'm an athlete and I talk about base or basketball all the time. It's like, give yourself the layups, the easy little wins for the day. Right? So what I do in Marie is, is I have three main tasks in a day that I will always do. And they might vary what they are, but I only give myself three. And then I have a bonus list. Anything after those three that I can get done is it's extra, but I only plan for the three. Now the three could be, I need to spend two hours writing content for a client. It could be doing my own bookkeeping or whatever, but I give myself three. If I give myself 10, I may not get to it. And then I feel defeated. So that's kind of my process for prioritization on that. Mm. You know, one of the things that I've learned also too, and you talked about comparison to social media, you know, their profiles and things, and they've got everything covered, you know, candle, but we don't see the mess in the background either. So, <laughs> uh, But one of the things that I recognize too, and this is, you know, talking about um, Christian Entrepreneur Show, there are differences in the styles and mannerisms and characteristics that, that we have, you know, we've been knitted together. And I know for me, what works well is, I have, I have, um, you know, periods where I'm on and I just create, 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 and then I have to stand back and just allow, you know, kind of that creativity. And it's also, I'm sure that you, you've, you've been able to find that balance and flow. And why I'm sharing this and asking you to give some insights into that is sometimes what we're doing and the reason why we're not following certain time management principles that others swear by, it's because we're not made that to do that that way. Does that make sense with insights about you that you realize this is the best way you know time blocking works best for me in comparison to something else that someone may have recommended yeah so what made me what just kind of came on my heart when you were saying that is is like what works for you Anne marie may not work for me your gifts may be different than my gifts and we just it, it, it can be very difficult because there's a lot of social media creators out there and one person's style may not work for my style. Well, God gave me a certain gift, right? And he gave me a unique, a uniqueness. I need to develop that. I need to step more into the fullness of who he wants me to be. So that's in partnership with, that's kind of going into like, how do I partner with God? But like, that helps me to know, like, does time blocking work better for me? When you get to know yourself better and who he wants you to be, but also the gifts that he's already given you. Like I'm a melancholy type of personality. If there's Enneagram people out there, I'm an Enneagram eight. I like structure. I like checklists. I don't like go with the flow. I know that about myself now, right? Mm -hmm. But it's important. So it's very important to know that because 
you have certain ways of doing things and I have certain ways of doing things. And I think there's a reason for that. For me, my style connects with my audience really well because it's just, I've learned how to bring out what is in me for my audience. I don't try to be somebody else because God doesn't want me to be somebody else. He's given me the voice that I have, the message that I have for the very specific audience that he's going to put in front of me. So if I try to be anybody else or fake it till I make it, I might be missing the mark that he set before me. You know what I mean? Yeah, so true. And, and, you know, when we're trying to um, adapt and be someone we're not, our energy just drains so quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it really does. That's something else which I know really helps with freeing up time so that we can work on the areas that really align with our strengths. And this is what you say, you know, it's okay to ask for help. We don't yeah. know how to do something or maybe we need to be delegating that task yeah. when, uh, yeah, when we need to, when our you know, business is just so busy that we need to outsource. So let's talk about this, a great insight. Okay. So this was a hard thing for me. I actually was just asked like, what is one of the, what you one of your weaknesses? And I was like, honestly, it's delegating. Honestly, it's learning how to ask for help. And the reason that that's hard for me is because I just have this mindset that I can do all things, right? The scriptures say you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I get that. And that is true. But in this scenario, that might not be the best. And I've learned that's not the best for me because I'll waste time trying to do something, what could take me four hours to do, someone else might be super proficient in that and they could do it in an hour, right? And I don't need to take the time to learn something new, or even if it's not learn something new, I can just give somebody else the blessing of being able to come alongside me, help me with whatever this project is, or even in the sense of like providing an income for this person, right? So if I can give you a very specific example of some ways that I've learn to delegate. And then I'll talk about asking for help. Um, Because to me, I think those are a little bit different. Delegation for me is outsourcing or tasking out to my virtual assistants, things that I could do for myself. But one, they're better at it. And two, um, I need more time in other areas. Okay, so Pinterest, as an example, one way to market people uh, or market to people in my audience is to have pins go out on Pinterest on a regular basis. So what does that look like? Well, someone has to write the blog and then graphics need to get created and then pin descriptions need to get created and then they need to all get scheduled out, right? Well, who can create graphics? I could create the graphics. I can do all of that. But what can my VA not do? She cannot be me. So I do the blog writing and then I've learned to give her the ability to create the graphics, make the pin description, and then get it all done because she can't be me. So with delegation, I've learned to try to task out different areas of my business that I cannot be duplicated in. And by delegating and learn how to, how to do that and be okay with trusting somebody to do that. Cause as a controller, like that can be really nerve wracking is letting somebody else do something that you know you can do. Um, that's actually been one of the things that's allowed me to have more time. Yeah. And then learning that if you want to say something there, but I want to talk about learning how to ask for help because that's an issue with pride that I had. Um, just being so proud to say like, 
I'm struggling with not getting like, just, I'm just using my own business as an example, but I'm struggling with not getting website traffic to my website the way that I, I think that I should be able to, I can do it for my clients. Why can't I do it for me? Like, and I sat last year and I pondered on this for four or five months, like not pondered. I stressed about it. Let's be honest. See, there's my, my pride speaking up there, <laughs> trying to water it down. Um, but it was an issue and it was a, it was hurting my confidence. I was like, I know this, but why, you know, and I let so much time go by trying to figure it out. And I was stressing about it. And through that, you have this internal battle of, am I, am I, am I competent? Like, am I actually able to do this? And then that negative narrative really starts to take off. And you just, I had, I had to confide in my mentor and I just had to say like, listen, I'm struggling in this. And um, this is really hard for me, but I need help in this area. Can you point me in the right direction or do I sound crazy? And just that little note of reaching out, being vulnerable and just saying, I don't have it figured out and I need some help does not make you less capable in your business. And that's what the lie that was being told to me in my head was, is like, oh, you're asking for help, but yet you market yourself as a digital marketing expert. You're not an expert. And it's like, no, I am, but I just need some help and that's okay. So that's important. And I hope that makes sense the way that I explained those. Yeah, a great insight. Cause often, um, yeah, I mean, we, we look through things, we look at things through a different lens often in our own business. And that segues beautifully into the last point. Let's bring that in because, you know, you mentioned that you spoke to your mentor and that mentor was then able to walk through that with you. Similarly to I'm sure what you do each and every day when you're work, working with clients, you do the yeah. same thing. And that is do a mentor, have a coach to be your guide and sounding. Yeah. Once you've realised that, did you get to a stage, I think we all do, we try and get to a stage where we're doing it all ourselves. Yeah. And then when we hire a mentor, we think, oh, like even support, we think, I should have done this years ago because we would have been far more advanced than we were. But anyway, it's all good. When we finally realise the aha, good, because we keep moving forward. But share a little bit about some of the greatest insights that you learned once you did hire uh, a mentor and a coach. Yeah. So having a mentor and a coach, like for me, um, just with my faith background, like there were some key elements that I, I needed to make sure were in place when, when hiring a, a, a mentor, I personally, I'm, I'm just an open book. So I wanted someone to be able to be an open book with me, you know, um, I know that there are specific like business coaches for learning how to market yourself, mindset coaches, there's spiritual coaches out there, all of that stuff. I just wanted someone that I could go to literally with every area of my life. And I actually don't, I don't pay her to be my mentor. We got connected through a friend of mine about seven years ago. Um, her and her husband had been able to create um, passive income um, in a commodity-based market where they retired by their late twenties um, from the corporate sector and phased out of that. That wasn't what was attractive to me, though. What was attractive to me is, is they had been married for eight years at that point, and they were only 28 and 29. So they got married young and their marriage was thriving. That was a huge thing for me because in my family, 75% of my family gets divorced. Um, and I had never seen strong marriages. So that was a value. That's like I was looking for value system indicators. They had a strong, thriving marriage. I could see the way that they treated each other was something that I, I desired for myself. And at that time, my husband and I were just dating. Um, I saw the way that they gave of their time because they didn't have to go to the 40 hour a week. They gave of their time to other people. They served. And I loved that. So I looked for a mentor that had some things and qualities in life that I was desiring. Right. Yeah. 
so that I could feel comfortable and confident in going to them. Um, that, you know, like they were a few steps down the road, so I wouldn't get the answer. They think that I should do this. It was more of a, they they had, they walked it. Yes. They walked the walk. They talked the talk. They were, and that is what I needed. You know what I mean? Like that, that was important to me. So that can be hard to find. And I feel very blessed. And I 100% believe that that connection was divine because their influence and me and Josh's, my husband's relationship is the reason that he and I are married today. Um, their counsel in our life kept us together. We have beautiful kids now that they have an influence in. Paige is my mentor and her husband, Mike, are my girls as godparents. Like all of this, it's crazy the way that it's all worked out, but I know it's been for a bigger plan. And for me, like, I know that's so different in the business world. Like, how do you find that? Um, I prayed for that years ago, um, years before I met them. I didn't even know I was, as a non-believer, I was praying for someone like that. I just remember thinking like, I need better friends, but it was, it was a desire of my heart. And, and, and it came through and I can now, I now have the perspective to see why and the things that God's done in our life through that. But, um, it's been so key for me to, she doesn't even have an online business. Like she has no business like me in this capacity, but there's alignment there. There's agreement there. And I can just go to her with everything. And I know she's spirit led. So a lot of different dynamics there. I mean, there's so many great insights from that. And I want to just highlight a couple of those because, you know, it's important to get the right mentor. But one of the things that I noticed, you were clear on what you needed. And I think yeah. so business owners, they know they need something, but they don't actually know what it is. So that's number one. They haven't defined what they're looking for in a mentor. Are you are you able to identify the core values or the values that are so important to you? Because uh, if not, you may find yourself walking alongside someone you think, oh, just their approach is not really aligned with mine. And then thirdly, uh, it's really interesting that you, you said that they didn't necessarily, you know, she's not necessarily in your specific business, but still able to speak into your business through what yeah. she's you with and you know sometimes it's not necessarily the the actual function itself but rather working as you as that yep. individual shaping your character yes because I think sometimes as businesses you know, it's how we respond to certain things, how we are intentional and, you know, the problems that we find ourselves having to face are there because we haven't taken the time previously to set up those key foundations. And the, the yeah. would you say that's fair kind of thinking back yes. and now seeing where you're at? Yes, I would say all of that is so fair. And it's like, yeah, so Paige isn't able to teach me how to create a good funneling system. But I also appreciate the fact that she's humble enough to say, that's actually not something that I can help you with. You should probably go look over here, you know, because at the end of the day, like for me, and I think this is going to be the case, like what you're talking about, mindset is so key to your success in business, but also like, uh, since we're talking to Christian entrepreneurs here, like someone that can also keep pointing you back to the word when you're feeling things about yourself or in your business or you're struggling, because Paige is the one that helped me to understand that God can give me divine strategy for my business. And he has, I don't have to be the one that comes up with everything on my own. I don't have to be, he can be a COO in my business just as much as I could, you know? And it's little things like that, um, that are so, so important, you know, fi finding what you need specifically in a mentor and a coach. And if it is straight systems, great. 
but I do think it's important to have somebody that you can be vulnerable with other than your spouse or your other business partners. If you're in any type of like business partnership. And, and I think more than a therapist, I think it needs to be somebody who has a vested interest in your success in every area of your life. I think that that's really important. Yeah, something that you mentioned on that, and I want to just stress because uh, one of the things that I now do when I'm looking for a mentor, it's often in a specific area of my business. And I look for someone who very much is a specialist because they've walked, you know, they've walked the journey and they've implemented systems to be able to have success in that area. That's so key. Something else that I think is really important in that area as well is that um, I remember talking, this was years ago, and I heard some someone who wrote a book. I don't think she was a Christian, but the principles that she said, I think are very much applicable to what we're talking here today is that often there may be someone that you need support from or, or someone who is skilled and offering a certain support that you may be seeking in your partner, in your spouse or your business partner that they are not able to give. And there were eight key areas of support. So someone who was just someone that you could go and chat with. So if that could be your girlfriends or, you know, you've got some guy friends to be able to have a chat with, just have a chat, nothing, no agendas or anything, just, you know, then you've got someone who's a confidence, someone who is more of an expert, someone who is, you know, a loving spouse. Those kind of things is really important. Why I share that is sometimes stress, you know, your relationships, you might be having, if you are, you know, having a business partnership or even your team, your team, let us provide you support. So if you're whinging in your, the, oh, you know, as a business owner, sometimes we've got things that we want. Maybe you need to get that off your chest with someone outside, you know, and so important. So yeah. just with key people that you can get the right support, whether it be mindset. Um, yeah, I think that that's so important in, in all aspects of our business yep. uh, and life. Would you say that's true? Yeah. And I did hire, it's like Paige is kind of my emotional, spiritual mindset. She's my mentor, but I do have a business coach that's taught me how to scale my business in the online. Like I do have a specific coach for that. Right. I I don't have the relationship seven plus year relationship with her. Like I do with Paige and, and this business coach is for a season of my business. I need her mind. I need her experience, but so I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And knowing, I think, as business owners, what it is that you need so that you can go and find someone or yeah. someone that you trust to say, hey, this is what I'm I'm looking for. I think yeah. that's important with team as well. So often we hire someone and, yeah. you know, just go over there and do that. Well, what's the <laughs> Define it. If you don't define it, how on earth are they supposed to measure up to what your expectations? And I think we can use that, um, you know, and kind of adapt it to all situations uh, in yeah. life. I've loved today's conversation. I mean, we've dived into time management and planning. We've talked about the importance of delegating and asking that it's okay for help. You know, I had another podcast that I used to do called Women in Leadership and the greatest lesson that I was able to gain from all of that because it was the lessons that they learned was that as a leader, no matter how high up you go, guess what? You don't need to have all the answers. In fact, if you've got all the answers, what do you need team for? But what you do want to do is to be able to create an environment where all your awesome team can come together and collaborate. Um, and, you know, that that's okay as business if we don't have uh, all the answers and, of course, the importance of pursuing a mentor or coach. Now, one of the things that I know businesses struggle with and they often try and do themselves but not very well 
is the social media strategy. And of course, that's where you come in, Danielle. So for those people who might have said, I'm looking for someone, I love what Danielle stands for, I'd love to reach out. What's the best way? And tell a little bit about um, how you might be able to support them. Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to reach out to me is just, um, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook and both of those platforms. My handle is danielle.bridgecd. Um, you can reach out to me on my website, which is bridgecd.com. Um, and there's two ways that I I've made myself available to clients as well as students, because just this year, I, I felt like when I started my business, I could only work with so many clients and managing their social media profiles one-on-one. And what that looks like is, is I would create their content, get it scheduled out. I would manage their profiles, engage with their audience. I would be their eyes and their ears for their business on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of those. Well, there's only one of me and a VA and I don't want to grow an agency. So, but I really felt like the clients that I was serving one-on-one they were seeing improvement. They were getting more traction with their business. And I said, well, how can I scale myself? I don't want a team necessarily. That's not the direction I want to go at this phase of my life. And that's when I started looking into hiring a business coach to teach me how to scale this business online through creating an online course. So I have now a course where I teach different incremental steps of how to learn how to have an awesome social media management strategy for your business. So literally A to Z from setup all the way to you're about to graduate from just creating social media posts to maybe you're ready to start doing ads. Like I'm kind of that first swing of things because you've got to have social media content going out before you start paying for ads, like get good at content creation figure out your conversion rates before you start dumping money in there. A lot of businesses just want to kind of play the slots like the lottery or whatever, you know, they just want to throw money at it. Don't do that. It doesn't work. Yeah. I actually have an entire module on that mindset, but so then there's working with me one-on-one or I can teach you how to do it yourself. And I did that because not every business owner that I work with, especially with the times that we're in right now, especially here, like I'm in Kansas city, right smack dab in the middle of the United States. And small businesses are going down all over the place due to the economic situations. They, the first thing they cut is their marketing and advertising budget. That's what they'll cut before they cut employees because they don't want to see their employees. So if they're, if they're not working with someone one-on-one, then they're left to do it for themselves. If they don't know how to do it for themselves, what's going to happen to them when the economy does. It's like, I said, okay, we have to empower these business owners. So if someone can't work with me one-on-one or they're not ready for that yet, and they want to learn how to do it themselves or have someone on their team learn that this course teaches them how to do that for themselves. And it's an empowerment mechanism. I wanted it. I want them to know what it takes to be successful. So then when they graduate from doing it, they're on their own and they're ready to hire somebody else. They know the decisions that they need to make. And they're no longer naive in that because remember why I started my business, they needed to know how to make the decision. So that's where I'm at. You can work with me one-on-one or I have this course available. Um, and that's where I'm at. So that's how you can find me. I have a free Facebook group where I give free trainings all the time on this kind of stuff. Um, that's it. Yeah. 
Brilliant. What I love about that too, Danielle, is, you know, some businesses may have some staff that at the moment are idle. Why not invest in the course and ask your team member to learn it? I mean, you can tap into it as well, but have a team member be empowered to to learn that the right way. Because, you know, sometimes as business owners, you know, we, as you said, what we end up doing is we cut the various aspects of, uh, of, uh, because I think that's an investment. We're planting seeds now, which will come fruition down the track and I think that that's so um, important to do. So we had a a a comment here from Linda A. Great insights. I heard today someone says you should sell the course before you create it. That's always a good um, idea too. I've been that's I've been doing that um, for quite a number of years. One of my mentors did that too and I thought oh that that's really it's almost like jump out of the you know plane and build the parachute. (laughs) way down kind of a thing but guess what if you know that people have invested in in a course then um you know that it's a topic that people are interested in so yeah yeah, with uh, with Danielle Danielle one of the things that I do at the end of uh, this particular show is just finish with a word of prayer can I do that with you yes please yes Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Danielle today and to find out some key principles. You know, we're reminded that you've made us all differently. Um, and, you know, it's, it's important as business owners, as entrepreneurs, to be able to have some key time management uh, and planning in place. And we, you know, just so good that we're reminded that we don't have to have all of the answers. Of course, it's important to uh, to pray about that and to, to get guidance from you, as well as having the right team in the right places. Father, as Danielle alluded, you know, many businesses around the world today, especially where she's at and in the US and even here in Melbourne too, are really feeling the pinch. But we want to be reminded that even though that happens, there are miracles that can still happen. Father, we just pray that even though that there is, um, yeah, just 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 a downturn, that we don't focus on uh, worldly economics, but rather kingdom economics, because there is so much opportunity, and we wait expectedly to to see your moves, and can't wait for that. But in the meantime, Lord, Lord we know the things that we need to implement: um, leaning in, and trusting, and having faith in you, Father. We just want to continue to pray for blessing on Danielle's business business and your clients' business. And of course, those people who are watching today and or listening to the replay, may you continue to bless their business and wherever they are called in their ministry of entrepreneurship. And we ask this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. I was to one of my colleagues uh, yesterday. Actually, one of my clients is joining my podcasting program, and I said, "You know what? I'm expectedly excited. In fact, sometimes I have to subdue my excitement. <laughs> it's often when things just hit the fan, and you go, <laughs> you know, the Bible stories where you go, that's it. I'm, I'm closing the book on this one. And that's when God goes, All right, now that you've you've gone every avenue and you stop relying on yourself and just let me step in. That is when miracles happen. So that's I it. See, uh, where he moves. So it's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah. Thank um, you. For your business and, and in your client's business too. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.